You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. You ready for the jingle? I got a text from my mom yesterday. Watch her listen to the show. She loves the, you love it at Levis. There's like this old like, yeah, like furniture company. There was, there were Levitz and you'll love it at Levitz was, was the jingle. You'll love it at Levis. And you know what? I did. Yeah. Titans fans did. Bro, I loved it a lot. Ma- Oh man, I really, really, I really yeah. loved it at Levis yesterday. Loved it more than yeah. It's it wasn't uh it wasn't you'll love it at Lambo. That was a totally different. We didn't like it at Lambo. We loved it at Levis. That's where we liked. It. I do you hate love? Yeah, I hate that whole team. Can I tell you? Can I tell you the dumbest thing about that? About what's going to happen the rest of the year with the Packers? If let's say the Vikings don't trade for someone, let's just say that happens. And obviously, for people listening, if anybody gets traded, we'll let you know. Trade deadlines tomorrow. Uh. I have a bet at MGM, actually. Plug, I have a bet at MGM from like week two. Will uh, will the Packers finish in the top two in the I NFC North? This, I think I have this bet also. Minus 130. Oh, yes, God. that they will finish. This was week well, two. So, wow. so they beat the Bears, <laughs> and then we're like going into week two. And it was more that I like really didn't like the other two teams. It's like, will they finish in the top two? Yes. And let me tell you about the roller coaster ride that bet's been on so far, where the Packers just like won't stop losing, but the Bears also really won't stop losing. Like had a, like had the Bajan win, obviously, last week, but like they're terrible and they're really bad. And then this Vikings run, I was like, this bet's totally done. Totally done. And Cousins tears his Achilles. And now I'm like, are the Packers gonna go like five and twelve and I win? Like that they're gonna have like a, like be top two in the NFC. Like, is that really gonna happen? Really, that's like gonna happen. Um, I can't believe that that bet is alive. And I know that doesn't matter to anybody else, but just like imagine if you're like top two in the NFC North. Be like, well, what did they finish? Yeah, five and twelve. Oh, so I didn't win. No, I got good news for you. You won. <laughs> well, how did I win? Let me tell you about this year, buddy. <laughs> Let me tell you about how this unfolded. I mean, just ridiculous. They might be the most maddening team in the league to watch, and had a million chances at the end of the game to like make well, it a game, like and just terrible. and they just, yeah, right. He, you know what? Like the coach stinks, and like the players are kind yeah. of bad. Also, it's like it. It's, the receivers it's are a, terrible. It's a bad brew. Yeah. It's really. It is a really bad, bad brew. Um, they're bad at everything. And, and, 
I was um, and I'll give a plug to our guy um, Aaron Nagler, who's come on the show before, like a friend of mine who like covers the Packers for Cheesehead TV, like does an amazing job covering the Packers, and and he put a video out today, and I watched it, and he's basically like Packers fans, like this is gonna be a bad rest of the season, and it ain't about this year for the Green Bay Packers. It's gonna be about next year because all the players are really young, and I guess kind of like you know it wasn't just us, Ken, that kind of like liked Green Bay in the offseason because of the theoretical upside. It's like if Love is good, then you know like the, why can't this team win like nine? Well, I thought the coach was good. That was the problem is I thought the coach was really good because we'd never separated Rodgers and him before. And I was willing to believe like they won so much. And it was the only opportunity we had for him to be a head coach where I was like, I think he might be good. So it was really like, it wasn't a leap of faith. Like the record was there, but it was like, I, I think the coach is good. And so, so if love's good, then we're cooking. And it turns out that love's really bad. And the coach might be really bad. It's possible. Uh, It's, it's, I, at some point, they have to start doing something different in the first halves of games where they, they just they <laughs> can't move the ball at all. Yeah, and then the second half starts. What, they get and, shut out in every first half? Just right, yeah. And love it like, 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 like 35 passing yards or whatever in the first half against the Vikings. It's And then in the second half, they get it going a little bit. Now, maybe not in terms of points, but at least they're able to move the football, like get the ball, you know, into the uh, into opponent's territory. Like at what point do they start doing something different here? That's where I'm like, hey, LaFleur, like asleep at the wheel, Matt. I might say, like, I hear He's, he's, he sucks. I think I'm ready to say it that he sucks. Let's see how, what happens on Sunday against maybe Brett Rippon and the Los Angeles Rams. I know both of us will have a betting thought on that game coming up well, two um, coaches, as we move along. Two coaches who know each other really well in that game, too, obviously. They're all from that, all from the same tree, and now they're playing each other. <laughs> maybe oh. LaFleur is going to whip something up, or maybe maybe McVay is going to just own him with Brett Rippon. <laughs> maybe, that's, maybe that's what's going to happen. Yeah, maybe Matt. I imagine Matt Lafleur like the Wolverine meme, looking at looking at the photo, and then you see what the photo is, and it's like Aaron Rodgers, like in a Packers yeah. uniform, just like hey Aaron, like please come back and rescue me and my terrible sinking reputation. Speaking of sunk reputations, uh, we'll do the Steelers and Titans in a second. But how about my guy? But my guy Brian Dable yesterday. I don't know if we'll get to Giants Raiders today because the Raiders play on Monday Night Football. And I'll, I'll sneak peek right now. Daniel Jones is going to be back for this game, barring like something crazy happening on Monday Night Football. I do think the Giants will win next week on the road in Vegas. But we'll talk about that coming up tomorrow. Um, the Giants um, and the Seahawks pulling off the, up till this point the biggest move of the NFL trade deadline. Of course, we'll bring you any news if and when it breaks here on this magnificent Football Monday. Um, so about. 20 minutes before the show started, the Giants traded uh, stud defensive lineman Leonard Williams to the Seahawks for a second-round pick in next year's draft and a fifth-round pick in 2025. This is a really—it's a good move for the Seahawks, who are now find themselves in first place in the NFC West. They're 5-2. and two. The Niners have obviously lost three straight games. So the Seahawks are kind of pushing their chips in, and, like, you got to respect that. Did they overpay? Like, yes— but also, like, that's not how you judge, like, whether or not they win the trade. It's like, does Leonard Williams help push them over the top and maybe get them to Conference Championship Sunday, maybe get them to the Super Bowl? So I respect the move for Seattle. They did overpay. And for the Giants, it's a great trade for Joe Shane because Leonard Williams is on an expiring deal, clearly not part of their plans. They signed Deshaun Robinson this offseason. So clearly, like, they had a contingency, like, in the event this was going to happen or Leonard was going to walk in the offseason. So, so good move by Joe Shane, getting a bunch of draft capital, and Leonard Williams goes to Seattle so that there's your like just on field whatever analysis of the Leonard Williams trade but just on the Giants and this game against the Jets yesterday which set offensive football back to the Mesozoic era I mean just like made one of the worst offensively played football games you will ever watch more punts than total points scored in the game first time that's happened Ken since 1991 24 punts combined in the game from the Giants and Jets 
23 points scored. 13 by the Jets, and of course, 10 by the New York Football Giants. And this is not like a New York show, so I'll try and be really quick here, but I think, you know, people will want to hear my opinion of this, and I kind of like, I found myself, like, I I tilted this to the degree that I actually, like, missed doing things in fantasy football and, like, bets for the second slate of games that I wanted to place because I was so tilted. I was in orbit from the end of this Giants-Jets game yesterday. And, like, where Brian Dable, like, last year we loved Brian Dable, right? Brian Dable by making all the right moves, week one against Tennessee, going for twos setting the tone for the season where the Giants overachieve big time, go to the divisional round, get waxed by the Eagles. But hey, man, coach of the year, gets the team to the playoffs, resurrection of this once proud franchise. We're all feeling really good about Brian Dable. And then this season starts. And it's like, what the hell is this guy doing? And they've been playing better the last couple weeks. But like, we love Dable. And me specifically, I love Dable because the in-game decision-making was absolutely nails. He was always making the right calls. Brian Dable, in opposition to Joe Judge and Pat Shermer and Ben McAdoo would coach games to win as opposed to not to lose. So someone tell me what the hell this dude was thinking out there. And Ken, you texted me during the game and I got a good laugh. I think you wrote me, Brian Dable looks ridiculous. Like in the rain. This like is a the, blue like the, jacket. Like, like it's just yeah. also like, can, can you... Like, you can get away looking like that, like a slouch. You can get away looking like that when you win. When you're losing, you just look like a fool, Brian Dable. Just looks terrible. So someone tell me how. 10-7 at the end of the game. And I understand it's the third-string quarterback, and they literally, they actually literally can't pass. I, I get it. I get it. Fourth and one at the 18. With a, with a kicker who's hurt, and everyone knows he's hurt to the point that I almost like when, and I respect and like a lot of these people, I know some of them personally, the Giants beat writers on Twitter who after Gano misses the kick early in the game are like, well, actually, Gano's not healthy. To which I'm like, okay, then why is he active? Like if everyone, if it's an open secret that the kicker's left leg is, his plant leg is injured, why is he kicking? Why, is, why do they not see Or release him! Get someone in there that can do the job. It just makes it makes no sense, and the excuse is being made. Well, well, actually, he's not healthy. Well, instead of like making that point that the kicker's not healthy, how about asking the question why he's active in the game? So, like, if this were like automatic Ram Gano, like, okay, thirty-five yards, make it a six-point game. Like, I get it. Like, if Justin Tucker were the kicker, Adam Vinatieri were the kicker, I'd understand it. But here's gimpy-legged Graham Gano, who's missed a couple kicks the last couple weeks, who that the don't that everyone's saying isn't healthy, and of course, predictably, he shanks it instead of going for fourth and one where Saquon Barkley got 36 carries in the game. Go get one yard and win the damn football game. Get one yard and win the damn game. Go do it, Brian Dable. Be a man. Coach to win, not not to lose. And then here, of course, Zach Wilson drives them down the field, field goal. And then in overtime, like, the, I am sitting there praying, please, please let the Jets win this toss and receive the kick in overtime. Because if the Giants win and receive, the game's over. Because they can't, they literally are not going to get a first down. They're going to punt, and it's sudden death, and the Jets are going to have the ball in good field position. you got to defer. The Jets have to get the ball first. Like, it's insane to me that, like, the Giants want to start things on offense. Like, with Tommy, it's a Tommy DeVito, baby. So, I think Brian Dable lost the game yesterday. Season's over. Season's over. And the coach who last year couldn't make one single solitary mistake now can't get one elementary single solitary decision right. So, yeah, really, really tilting. And that's my favorite team, season over. And we lost to the damn. I don't even dislike the Jets. I got a lot of friends that are Jets fans. I, I, I hope the Jets do great things this season. It's more fun when they're good. Just like, really? Like, this is what happens. All right. And the, and the, really, the really crazy thing 
like this is not a New York opinion at all. We talked about this going into this game. Like the it was a it was a, a weirdly stupidly important game for both teams seasons. And you see what the, the Jets winning has done in a bunch of the markets, like their playoff odds have plummeted a lot. Their win total is up to like eight and a half now. It was we talked about it, it was like five and a half, six and a half a couple of weeks ago. Robert Sala, if they win, we won't do the Chargers game today because it's Monday night. If they win, he's definitely the favorite for coach of the year. And it might be like even money or something if they win that game. Like that's how much this thing is has caught fire. And for the Giants, like you just look around, you go, God, like Atlanta lost to Will Levis, like Cousins tore his Achilles and and they still won, which is like doubly awesome for the teams that want to make it. Washington lost a game that they like could have had against Philly. Like everyone lost again. Rams. Everyone lost again. Stafford, Stafford got hurt for the Rams. Who the hell is going to be the seven seed in the NFC playoffs? Like the honestly, the big favorite right now is Atlanta to be the seven seed probably because the Saints will win the division. And then it'll be like Dallas five, Seattle six, or San Francisco six. Like pick whoever doesn't win the NFC West. Like whoever doesn't win the NFC East is five. Whoever doesn't win the NFC West is six. And then like your candidates for the seven are literally like Washington, who might trade. Like they might not even, who cares? They might not, they might not even want it. Like Minnesota with blank quarterback, Green Bay, really? Uh, Tampa, Atlanta. And Rams with Hurt Stafford. Like who like the Giants win that game. The answer's like them. Like that's the answer. If like if like everything else in the other games plays out the same way. Just crazy. Like Saquon gets a yard, you might be the favorite with Cousins and Stafford both hurt to get the seventh seed in the playoffs. Now the season's over. Now you might get the number one pick. Like it depends on how many games Arizona wins. But like you have a shot at that because there aren't a lot of teams in that bottom area. I got a text from uh, someone in the league today who just wanted my opinion. Um and the text was if the Giants get a top three pick, do you think they would take Harrison or a quarterback? And just looked at my phone. I'm like, really? Like, th- this You're is not ready this for this. Is what, I'm, it's not I'm not. Yeah, I not didn't now. want. I yeah. I didn't want it to be this. And now this is what it is. I I'm screaming at the TV. What are you doing? Sending Gano out there for the field goal. And then of course, like in overtime, they get the ball first. And of course, they don't get a first down because it was they were never going to. <sighs> just really. It's really frustrating. They're like that's I got I got sucked in yesterday as a fan, and that's what happens. Yeah. It's why you know what? It's why being a fan's really stupid. Because <laughs> that's what happens. Uh of course being a fan is great, but that's a low low. That's a low that's low. Okay. That's uh let's tough. at least okay. let's at least clear the imaging here. Let's play it and then we'll sure. uh, we'll start Steelers Titans and we'll carry imaging. it over to the other side. Oh. <laughs> Hashtag clear the imaging. Uh pen, pencil, water blank as we start handicapping week nine in the NFL. When an entire slate of games awaits, there's only one thing to do. Get out your pens. Get out your pencils. Get out your blood. Does this really say blood? And get out your blank. No, seriously, blank is an option. And it's not a bleeped out curse word. And so is blood, apparently. Blood is a thing? It's pen, pencil, blood, or blank on You Better You Bet. Here's Nick and Ken. All right, Ken. We'll begin our uh, week nine NFL betting. By, by the way, like in like week eight wasn't even like bad from a betting perspective. Just like just find no. myself really frustrated by, uh, by, by my fandom. Like we we want I mean it wasn't it wasn't boring in terms of like the games themselves, but the overall results I found was just like, yeah, like we we won. We lost a little bit. And then, you know, we've gone 35 minutes. Can we at least like can I like tip my cap to the Arizona Cardinals real quick for what happened oh, at the end of the Baltimore baby. game yesterday? Close that apart. <laughs> that was for me that yesterday. was like the pivot. That was the pivot for like, did I win or lose the week? 
like need, needed Arizona for a winning week. And, uh, and they got like the miracle of miracles in a game that had like 28 points scored in the fourth quarter or something like that, 27 points, like a completely ridiculous series of events. They're never going to win the game. Once it gets to the fourth quarter, they're never going to win the game. They keep backdoor, give up a touchdown, backdoor again, field, and then the series of events with like offsides, field goal at the end to lose by seven, just like absolutely crazy, like 20 different plays we could go through in that game, but uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm sure I've had 10 of those go against me. I'm sure I've had 10 go for me. That was one that went for me, and it felt amazing. It felt great. The, the afternoon slate was was sick yesterday. I tailed yeah, you really on the good. Cardinals, which was great. Bengals went out right. How about my Denver Broncos? I, I said last week I thought the Broncos might win the game, and then, of course, I wussed out yes. and didn't bet the Broncos on the money line. But still, what a game yesterday. Also, it, I, it was me and me alone that knew early in the week that Patrick Mahomes would have, a flu, have the flu. Credit mm. to me. On the other side, the Titans and the Steelers coming up on Thursday night. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.